Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Before we begin, I want to challenge you guys to support your girl in two ways. One, visit www.doubledoserawtalk.store. Get your copy of your girl's My Journal to Self-Love ebook and support with a piece of merch. I am totally revamping it before the end of the summer, so you don't want to miss this pretty dope, standard, simple, classy Double Dose of Raw Talk look with the logo on a t-shirt or a fanny pack or a mug or a mask. And another way you can support your girl is by giving back and paying it forward. Go to the link in my bio, my social media platforms, or go to the show description and sign up for Rockaway Beach Cleanup Day. Sign up even if you cannot make it. And if you love to donate, please, 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 please ask us how and we will tell you. All the help can definitely benefit this community. We are totally giving back here and you have a chance to do the same. So what are you waiting for? Go to the link in my bio, visit the store, get your merch, get your ebook, and sign up to help your girl who is hosting this along with another shot podcast. Come be a loyal listener and be a true supporter. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now, let's talk about it. It's insane. (laughs) This is summer. This is womanhood. This is what it is. This is womanhood, fellas who are listening. Yes. What a great way to open this. I mean, why not? Let's take notes. All right. So we're going to dive right in. Welcome back, everyone, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty. And today we have a so long overdue guest on this show. I'm so excited to have you here. I normally do like the introduction, but when it's podcasters, I've decided that I give the floor to the podcaster to make their intro. So please introduce yourself to my guest. Hi, everyone. I am Jade Raven of the Intro Jade Fashion Podcast. Yeah. I'm so blessed to be here with Daisy. It has been completely long overdue. Yeah. And I... Uh, I get nervous when I'm on other people's podcast. Okay. Okay. I get super nervous, but yes, my name is Jade Raven of the Intro J Fashion Podcast. I'm a super single woman in my 30s, trying to find love, relationships, trying to get my career together. And that's pretty much the essence of what Intro Jade Fashion is. Of course, and I love television and pop culture. So I try to align my life with television and pop culture. So that's that's Hello. in true jade fashion. Hello. Oh, yes. That's in true jade fashion. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, it's a whole vibe. It's a whole, whole vibe of jade. I'm so excited you're here to join me on this conversation. It's And then, you know, here's the thing. When I think about who do I want to have conversations with? Like what type of conversation? Because I don't just bring anybody on. Like I listen to your show. I, oh, I, thank you. I listen to your show, of course. And I'm like, I know when there's something I want to talk to that person about. Like, I just, I know when it is, you know, and and nothing pleases me more than when I send an agenda of a topic and I'm like, so what do you think? And they're like, hell yeah, I'm down. I'm like, okay, you see, like, I, I knew there was something there. Like I knew there was a reason why I was holding on to talking about there's ways I talk about things in the past, but it's the way there's different angles and perspectives and different, um, forms of discussion you can have around certain topics. Right. And like you say, no topic is off limits. Thank you. Shout out to Jade. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jade. Yes. 
Hey, yo, this is a whole vibe. I'm so excited. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I mean, I'm sure you do, but I have now revamped the intros. It's no longer just random icebreakers. All of those were fun. Mm-hmm. I now has I now have a raw mess of the week. Ooh. And when I pick the raw mess of the week, I usually pick it somewhat related to what the topic of conversation is going to be around or can surround, right? What is funny about today that we're recording is that I had something in mind, but then somebody issued an apology statement. And I just think it's so appropriate to bring this up for the topic of organization. Are we talking about the baby girl? The baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain why. Because I just had a solo episode last week, show up, show up and show out, right? Yes. And I did give my thoughts about him and the, the foolery he said at Rolling Loud. If you guys did not listen to that episode, you can always just go back and just listen to this in the beginning. Um, he made a statement that just was not okay. It just was not right. You broke rules there, sir. I, to be fair, I think it was a very poor way of him just trying to hype up a crowd with just saying whatever and Agreed. putting it into one sentence that you really fucked up. You just, yeah. Up. In he fact, did. I re- and you know what? I'm not going to tell you what I referenced, but I referenced the movie in last week's episode as to why it triggered me because of the education piece as to why we need to know why are certain comments and certain statements such a problem, right? right. Um, go back and listen to that show if you want to listen to what that movie is, then you might be able to educate yourselves. But <laughs> the reason why I want to bring him up is that is because we're going to talk about a little bit with grudges and second chances, right? I had an episode recently. I know you did. That's what it's like. Perfect <laughs> um, and for me, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth with the inner debate and friendly debates with other people on cancel culture. Like who falls under that culture? Who doesn't? But the reality is, right? It's not just the, the baby. There are a lot of people, regular people too, who will just come out their ass and say really dumb, fucked up shit. Oh, yes. And you cannot take it back, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of times I'm like, oh, but just apologize. <sighs> I've had issues with that. Yes. Okay. Did you read the baby's apology? Yes. He sent it a few hours ago, actually. Which I, I was like, oh, scratch the first one that I had about this topic of conversation. We're going to put the baby in there. Um, He did send it a couple of hours ago. What was your thoughts about his apology? My thought was it's too late. Well, I shouldn't say it's too late. It was it was late in the sense of like you've had at least five cancel people, five festivals remove you from their lineup and you were probably the leading you were like one of the headliners right so last week you were like you didn't think what you said was crazy or wrong at all right mm-hmm. you're out here telling let me say what i have to say this is my opinion you know yada 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 and then all of a sudden after, I mean, I think it was two pe- two festivals today that just announced that they were removing him. Now you're going to issue an apology after at least five of them were like, now nah, we don't mess with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is your apology genuine? Because you actually were like, all right. At first, I didn't think what I said was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's valid. You may be really like, um, you may really feel, um, I don't know the word, but you, 
you may feel strongly about what you said. Okay. Or you may have thought what you said wasn't that bad. Like you said, he was just trying to hype up the crowd and then he was just spewing shit out of his mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you, some people in the game had a private conversation with you. Right. 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 It made you be like, listen, bro, even if you don't think what you said was fucked up, this is fucking up your money. This is mm-hmm. messing up your bag. You need to issue an apology. Mm-hmm. And the apology looks like it wasn't written from him. It was probably written right. from his publicist. And I would have liked to see a face-to-face kind of interview, like if he went live or like did like a FaceTime type shit, because I want to see the emotion behind the words that you're saying. Sincerity. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That goes a long way. Right. So, That's I mean, true. I don't think issuing an apology is too late, but the words and the damage is already done. So now it's kind of you just saving face a little bit. Girl, I was about to start singing that song. It's too late. To <laughs> <laughs> when you said, too late to apologize. That's a little it's pop, too right? Late. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song, actually. I used to send that to a lot of my exes. Um, <laughs> little T, little T. Um, I have to say that it definitely seemed very well written. And mm-hmm. not to say he cannot write. Correct. It just definitely seems like he told somebody, y'all fucking do it because I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he said, I want to do it, but I'm not going to do all of that. Right. Right. Um, I happen to feel that even with his statement, I'm not quite sure, even though he threw in the word education, even though he said, you know, it's, it's a learning thing. Right. I just feel that at some point. Yes, giving space and grace for people to grow and to continuously learn and evolve is a true statement. I had two episodes ago with a guest where we discussed, you know, when is too old to venture out into your dreams or to things like that, right? Girl, please don't because, tell me. Well, because-, because we say, well, we say, you know, it's never too, you're never too old for things. And that may be true, but at some point, you know, when you set goals, you have to be able to, to set your own, you know, standards too. Right. Like, am I going to be chasing the same dream conversation at 40 all the way to at 30, all the way to 40? Am I really going to do that? Like uh, 10 years or that's true? Because think about it. It's one thing to chase the dream. It's another to be working towards Towards the dream. Correct. You know what I mean? So that's where it's like, to me, it's like, there is a difference. And I say that to say, at what point do you not stop saying ignorant shit that you've clearly been saying for how long? The whole purpose of growth and evolution is that at some point you you learn so much that you're able to apply it to multiple parts of your life in your career. His career Correct. is that he is an artist. You cannot continue to make those mistakes. You're either going to give it your all to learn and educate yourself, right? So you right. can be committed to your audience regardless regardless of who they love or their lifestyle. Correct. Or you're going to keep finding yourself losing, losing because he's losing. I think I don't know the baby's background, so I don't know his how he grew up, where he grew up. I don't know nothing about him. Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you I know a full song of his. I know like features on like Megan Thee Stallion type shit. I know some of his songs because my son been listening to him. Okay. So (laughs) I'm not as hip as you. So like, I don't know his background. He, he could have grown up in a homophobic type area. We know that hip hop primarily Mm -hmm. is homophobic. Mm -hmm. 
Um, even though I, I listen, I love Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. Like I'm obsessed with him. Right. He's gay. And yeah. he was like, there's a lot of gay rappers out there, mm-hmm. but it's they're closeted. So it's just, it's hard because he could just not know because he doesn't want to know. He probably grew up in an era that didn't educate him in that sense. And mm-hmm. if he keeps growing up around with the same people, there's no way for him to get any kind of information or education because nobody's, he's not seeking it mm-hmm. and he's not getting it from mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't, you say growth in education. I mean, I don't think it's too late to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to benefit him. I mean, my opinion is if he is using it as, as a growth or a learning experience Mm -hmm. he's all this stuff that he already thinks is already ingrained in him because how how old is he like in his late 30s it's comical right that his name is the baby wait not late 30s in his late 20s right almost 30 years old uh, you know what i'm gonna find this out right now because i actually have the internet pulled up because i want to i want to set an example as to something else right um but we're gonna look at what his age is and we're gonna confirm that right now the baby is 29 years old all right so he's not young but he's not old you know what i mean he's you know i know uh, what you mean i know what you mean because i'm i mean i'm i'm also like oh you know like damn like Like, you're not a child you're not a child right grown-ass fucking man yeah see i'm i'm right there with you i i also just feel like it's the commitment we have just as human beings to society right um there are things that in general I may not agree with that doesn't necessarily put me in a bucket to be critical, discriminatory, or, you know, in certain aspects of it because it applies to a particular group or it can apply to multiple groups. Correct. Um, so yes, people are entitled to have their own personal opinions. I'm not going to say no, because it's automatically, that's what you are. You know, you're homophobic or you're this, you're that, and the third. I think with him in particular and with that particular statement, it was a very poor choice to deliver such statement that you thought <laughs> you were engaging your audience in conversation. But the fact is for you to put in a sentence, men acting or engaging in a sexual act with HIV and AIDS is just such the stigma that created the epidemic to begin with. Correct. And it is what marked a certain group of men who just live their lives differently and who loved differently right. um, back then. We're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm taking all the way back, I believe it was the eighties when the shit really, really hit the, yes. you know, big, you know what I mean? There was just so much conspiracy around how this first started and where did it come from and all this other shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the media had played it as the gay disease, the gay disease. And so I think that's where, to me, we're in 2021. If he's 29, he obviously was not born in the 80s. Okay, I was born in the 80s, but even then, I have more knowledge by the 90s, right? Because I'm here, I am growing up. Right. I hit 10 in 1995. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. So I get the whole concept of where his age is versus mine. But sir, I'm 35 today. You're 29. That's not too much far and different. It's not. It's not. You know what I mean? So that's where it's a little bit like you You need to, you have a certain social responsibility when the public is your client, is your customer, is your fan base. You have a yeah. certain level of responsibility to commit and to educate yourself continuously. And not just say, you know, as I'm growing and I'm evolving, I'm learning. Uh, yeah. 
but you also have to commit to it. You have to understand where it all stems from and where it all comes from. It's interesting that you say that when it comes to like his fan group, because I'm because you say your son listens to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that he's your son is like a Gen Z. Yeah, some shit like that. I don't even know where we are today. <laughs> okay. Like it's so scary. I was thinking about this recently because I feel like the because my my cousin is going to be 21 so she's like a gen z right is that what it uh, is i believe maybe i know we're millennials you and i are millennials yeah you know what then you have gen z and then gen gen i don't i don't know i just know us <laughs> <laughs> and they call us the boomers i know that right. um i say that only because i was thinking about this recently where i realized that a lot of kids are very liberal nowadays Mm-hmm. From what I've experienced, I went to a couple of Black Lives Matter movements and I couldn't even believe how many young kids were there and how many young kids were representing the LGBTQ plus community openly like that. Yeah. And I was so shocked. I was like, growing up, I don't think I would ever have seen this much LGBTQ plus. No. At all. And I no. just had a conversation on this last podcast that I had where I was like, did you? where I was talking to my friend Holland, like, did you know anybody that was gay or out while you were in school? Like mm-hmm. barely knew anybody. So I feel like it's an outrage because of not only people like you and I who grew up in that kind of era. I mean, mm-hmm. we were children, but I remember my first experience learning about HIV AIDS was when I was in summer camp and I had a cutter on my leg and my counselor goes, oh my God, like you have a cut on your leg and you're bleeding. And she's like, you didn't tell me that you were bleeding. Like I could have gotten AIDS or something like that. And like, I knew how old I was in elementary school and it was a white young girl. God damn. And I'm like, (laughs) that is not the way you talk to the children. What is wrong? No, but she didn't mean it in a sense of like, you have it, but in a sense of like, that's how she thought somebody can get it if like the blood touched you. Mm -hmm. So I, and I remember thinking to myself that that's not right. Like, I don't believe that's how you get that. And I know I don't have that. So like, why are you like acting like that? But Mm -hmm. that was my first experience hearing about it. Um, And of course, growing up, you hear about the AIDS pandemic and stuff like that. But then like, you also have kids who are super impressionable Mm-hmm. who are not using, I don't know about you, but I get made fun of for using condoms and people make fun of me for using condoms, people who are younger than me. Mm-hmm. AIDS does not affect them mm-hmm. in that way. They may even think that AIDS and HIV can't get to them in any way, right. shape or form. Right. So by him saying that, you have a bunch of kids who may not be educated, who are very impressionable and may think like, oh shit, it is the gay disease. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, I want to add add to this um piece and, and then we can definitely dive in. And thank you so much for your outlook on that. Um, for one, when it comes to um, you know, when was the first time we heard about it? And this is no shade to where I grew up. It's actually something that I don't take for granted. I appreciate certain exposures that I have um had, I should say. But I remember um in my old hood, um love plenty of those neighbors but it was the hood yes and I remember there would be commentary we would be in the elevators or going down the stairs you know neighbors talking and they would say when someone was sick and they would say the name you know so and so oh you know he has and they would say it in Spanish Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Um, and they and you know, it, it's not that they were talking loud. Um, first of all, I'm a very nosy little bitch. So I'm walking by, my ears are like, ah, you know, I'm listening to everybody, er, everything they're saying. HIV AIDS in Spanish is called SIDA. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I would hear people just commenting like, oh, why, why does he look so sick? Or why does she look so sick? They would say, Oh, they say she or he has SIDA. And you know, we did live in an area where, and I'm not going to shout out the organization, but there was not too far from my blog, a clinic mm. that was for people who needed that type of care, you know? Right. And so that was my first understanding and exposure to, oh, there is something, you know, that is, I do see it in my neighborhood. I, I, it is relevant, you know? Um, it is something that when people, even when they are trying to take care of themselves, it makes them sick. You know what yes. I mean? So I was exposed to that at a very young age also. Um, that's one point too. And I actually don't know if anybody else has, but if you're listening to this, I would be interested to know when was your first exposure um, or understanding or knowledge of it. I should say not exposure. That's a poor choice of words. Um, your knowledge of it or introduction to this word or this acronym, right? Um, the other thing I want to bring up, there is someone who I used to watch um, on a news channel in Spanish um, <clears throat> a few years ago, not a few years ago, I think probably several years ago, he was like a journalist and he was on Univision. Mm-hmm. It's a um, Spanish network. And his name was um, Rod- Rodner Figueroa. Okay. I don't know if you heard of the scandal. It was very big in the, you know, Latino culture. Um, but he wanted to, years ago, I believe Michelle Obama was still our first lady. I might be wrong. He decides to criticize her um, in a certain picture, right? Mm-hmm. And he says that, um, I hate to even repeat it, but if I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to keep it all the way wrong, repeat it. Yes. He said that in this picture, in this, in this pose, she looked like someone from the planet of the apes. He was fired from Univision. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> he was fired. He got a lot of fucking smoke, a lot of heat sir wow even comparing a the first lady b a black woman and they told him just like that they came for him just like that okay because he was commenting on how she looked Mm -hmm. you're effing idiot that's wild idiots for you to for you to not think for a quick second before you compare our first lady a black woman to oh someone from planet of the apes like are you are you a moron that's crazy. How do you not understand. How do you not comprehend the problem with that type of a comparison, the type of commentary? Um, he got so much heat. I don't think he came back into his career until maybe like five plus years later, possibly. Wow. Yeah, I don't think so. There's there's some information on him, but when I assure you, he definitely got fired. He got fired. As soon as the shit went down, he got fired. Okay. Because rightfully so. Right. And the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of people will sit there and say, oh, I didn't think it was a racial slur. I didn't think that was, you know, a racist comment. Or I didn't think that was a homophobic. Like, I, like how, you know, and then that's why I feel like in our careers, whether, whether it's me or regular, regular, regular girl or someone in the public eye, like a real celebrity, like 
you we have certain responsibilities to the shit talk we're constantly doing here or the or the talking shit we constantly do where we just want to spit some fire real quick you know because we're a rapper i mean i'm not he is the baby um you know he want to be so quick to spit some fire and come at his you know his his fan base but you're sounding ignorant as fuck Mm -hmm. and that's where you need to just you know think before you talk just a little bit I agree, hundred percent. Just my opinion. Okay, so he he is our feature raw mess of the week. He was actually the feature raw mess of the week last week, but this this week it was the apology, the raw mess of the week. Okay, the apology. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love the apology. (laughs) Um, shout out. Shout out to Danny Lay. She just posted a picture with hashtag the biggest. (laughs) Can I just say? How absolutely beautiful she looks pregnant, though. I'm mad at her with her yellow bone shit still. I am. Yeah, yeah, I mean. She's an idiot for that, but she does look beautiful. And her belly, no stretch marks, nothing. I mean, it's a round belly. It's a round round belly. She's literally glowing. Yeah, she's glowing. She's she's glowing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not her biggest fan, but, you know. She lost me. She did. I'm not going to lie. She, lost me. she did. Yeah, she did. I'm just, I just, uh, I just, I can't, I just can't. All right. Yeah. So let's dive into the first official segment. Yay. It is as raw as it gets. Okay. And this is where we, you know, kick off with the base topic of the conversation today. And there's a little sense that I want to shine some light on. A lot of people don't know this about me. Uh-oh. Um, so while I've been reconnecting with my faith and I'm, st- you know, I listen to, um, Bible stories, you know, guided podcasts, shout uh-huh. out Bible stories by Brianda and to the unforgiven other forgiven podcast. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to read some scriptures, you know, here and there. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get into it. Um, but there is a prayer. Oh, please <laughs> share it. Cause I probably need it. <laughs> and it's not the prayer that I'd be saying for me to find a man. No. Um, in, in my, in my manifestations, right. Sierra. <laughs> the, yes, she's somewhere out there. I do have a manifestation prayer. I do, but there is this prayer that I've, I've held down close to my heart. I, when I tell you I've printed it out and I put it next to my desk in the last 10 out of the 14 years of my career, I've always done such a thing. Oh, um, God bless you. Yes. Yeah. So it is the serenity prayer. I don't know if you know how it goes. I feel like I've, I've heard of okay, it. So I'm going to recite it for those of you who don't know. It is. God. <laughs> Every time you say a prayer, I just, you know, that's just. Bless the prayer. Bless me. Bless you. You know, girl. <laughs> this is making it to the video. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Oh, I've definitely heard of that. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. It is a beautiful prayer, right? So I left my job and I started a new job. And guess what I left behind in this office? The printout of the serenity prayer. Wow. And the other day, I'm like, fuck. I asked my old coworker. She could send it to me. She mailed it. Have yet to receive it. I don't know where the fuck it is. You know, the USPS is like all mess. Wait a minute. 
yeah. how far is she like it's not that far i think it's the usps or maybe okay. this is just jesus telling me to let it go i don't know my son's pictures were in there too i hope oh, it makes no. his way oh, i my hope goodness. it makes his way you know but maybe this is god like just like let this prayer go sis like enough is enough okay but the reason why i wanted to shine light on this is because since i don't have this little cutout paper mind you i could just print a new one right and yes. just put it up on a desk i started to realize you know how the prayer goes and then I started to realize why in reality I've been so stuck on this prayer. Why do that's, I hold it so tight to me? Right. That's an excellent question. It is. And I, and I had, a, you know, I've been reflective these days, Jade, I am realizing that when it comes to this prayer, I've been using it for shady purposes. No. Yes. Think about it. Think about what is what? what this prayer is saying. And I want your opinion on this. And if any listeners actually love this prayer, I really want to know if deep down inside you really are guided by the prayer or if when you pray and you recite this prayer to yourself somewhere deep inside you. <sighs> There's a little bit of, yes. You see my oh, face? Are we about to break this down? Cause I'm okay. like, so when it says, let's break this down a little bit. Yes. And, and I know this may be comical to some, but it's a serious situation where it says, God grant me the, the serenity to accept things I cannot change. What does that mean to you? Woosa, bitch, like woosa. Like, because yes. you're probably going to encounter a few motherfuckers who are going to piss you off and you cannot change that. Like, I realized that I've never really done this part for the acceptance. Uh-huh. I've never really embraced it for what the prayer is supposed to be to say uh, the courage to change the things I can. That's a deep, that's deep. Cause that can mean a lot of things. If you bring, right. you know, I'm someone that internalizes a lot which is bad because some things may not even apply to me, but like right. everything I, so that that's deep. That could mean anything. I mean, right. it could mean your weight. It could mean your career. It could mean your right. diet. It could mean your right. lifestyle. It could mean a lot of things. Not only that, also this part, ready? How about when I write this like for five, like the millionth time, I said, well, what are the things I can't change? And instinctively I turned it into a negative. <sighs> Oh, I did that. And this then the last part, it, no, it's deep. And then the last part is, and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm do not I that have wise. that? Okay, there we go. Do I have that wisdom? Not me, Lord. Do I have, and it's, and it's going to lead into what the second segment is, the double or nothing. I sent you the agenda. You saw yes. what it was. It's going to yes. lead into that. Do I have that wisdom to know what are those things I can change? Or what are the things I'm supposed to accept? Or am I there looking at this from a shady standpoint, from a shady lens, maybe from an angry lens? It can, you can, based on your what you're thinking about when you are reciting this to yourself or right. analyzing, it right. could come from a place of um, uh, not anger, but it could be from anger. It depends on what, what when you're saying this prayer to yourself, where are you in the moment? What just, is happening to you in the moment? I realized that I have not been in a good place. Okay. I realized that I think of negative things that I'm trying to let go of. But mm. the fact that I continue to think of it when I say this prayer is the scary part. Okay. The fact that when I think of 
the serenity to that, that I need to be granted to accept the things that cannot change. I'm thinking of everything that's been negative that I have not been able to change. Would you mind giving an example? Um, so for example, certain things, certain fallouts with certain people. Okay. Whether it's been from a professional standpoint, from a personal standpoint, Got um, it. certain behaviors of other people. I know I cannot change people, but maybe had that person changed, the outcome would have been different. Okay. I understand what you're saying. I start to second guess myself, my actions in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Like, am I just accepting what I did? Have I truly been, you know, in, in a moment to realize, could I have done something different? Did I do something wrong? It's funny when you try to analyze a situation because there's always a what if type thing. Yeah. Of like, what if I would have said this instead? Mm -hmm. What if I would have, how would, like, you know what I mean? It's always like, for example, well, do I have an example? I probably have so many that it's hard for me to come up with some, but I get it. No, I get it because you think to yourself, well, what does this, how does this line apply to me in my life? Mm -hmm. And where am I coming from when I'm thinking? I think when you, when you say you're thinking about negative things, that's the easiest thing to go to mm. is a negative thought. Especially if you constantly live in that state of negativity, the easiest thing for you to think about is something negative. You so when you're right. negative, your mindset or your spirit is negative. It's almost comforting to be in that kind of space because that's where you're all, all the time. The mm -hmm. hard part is trying to like move away from the negative mindset to a positive one. That's a lot more scarier mm -hmm. because you don't know if what you're feeling, if this positive feeling is something that like, how do I explain it? Is it, is it, is it, is this positive thing that you're feeling should I be feeling this? Is, is, is this positive thing that I'm supposed to be feeling genuine of how I'm supposed to be feeling? Or is it something that I'm told I'm supposed to feel this way? Oh, 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 oh. I, <laughs> that's a question I need to start asking myself. <laughs> no, I think that just hit my soul, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to say it again. Oh, I never even thought of it from that angle. Because you think of all the things like you read affirmations on Instagram. I do. I do. I'm, I'm real big on affirmations, daily affirmations. Right. You have your friends telling you stuff. You have things you may read in books telling you things. But is it is what I'm reading is how I'm supposed to be feeling or how I'm told I'm supposed to be feeling? Right. You know what I mean? And, and that I is the part of knowing the difference. And which is why it comes to the end where you said, am I wise enough to know? Yeah. You see how it's, it's all yeah. reflective because no, you're right. I struggle with the, am, am I wise enough to know? Because I struggle with like, as a Gemini, we're very indecisive. Mm -hmm. I'm incredibly indecisive. Sometimes I don't trust my own decision-making. Like, is this the right decision? Mm -hmm. Am I making this decision based on an emotion or logic? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so sometimes when I think when you when you say that line um and you're you're like it's coming from a negative space and you feel mm -hmm. like it's it like is it coming from an emotional place where you're saying all this stuff or you're or is it a logical place because you have the right to be angry if you want to be angry mm -hmm. but is it an emotional thing that's making you feel like this towards a prayer now you're saying I have a right to be angry anybody has a right to be angry absolutely but at what point, to the point of growth and evolving, 
we have to let certain things go at what point do i or do anybody else who is not necessarily accepting nor are they finding certain courage right mm-hmm. and i truly don't know the difference here I, or at least i thought i did at one point or maybe i don't know here just i'm i've just gotten so immune to reciting this prayer that i lost its meaning and its purpose right it could be because now it's repetitive. And now it's just you know? repetitive. Now I just use it as a wusa moment. Right. Anything negative that happens. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, bro, like, wh- where am I standing today? Like, what am I doing to myself? I literally felt like I lost a piece of me because I didn't have that cut out piece of paper. Oh, no. And it sucks. It sucks to have held on to a simple player, a prayer, a simple prayer to help me get through something difficult and tough when I realized that I may have lost the sense of meaning, when I realized that maybe I never quite understood it. Wow. And that, and that's terrible. It's truly terrible when you think of it, because then it came to my realization that maybe I have just been using it in shady moments, you know? Okay. Because you felt like somebody was being shady towards you. So you had to risk that it to yourself to help calm you down. Yes. Yes. It's been only with the shady context. But I feel like if that helps you, it's not like you're saying this prayer and thinking bad things about somebody else, are you? No, that's something no, no. completely different. No, no, it's not thinking about someone, someone else in a bad way. It is saying like the acceptance is not a genuine acceptance. I get it. Because that's you, the part. I, all right. That, that's true. Yes. Right. So you're saying it because you feel like this is something you should be saying. Right. It's not just, because you, that's great. Not because it's really in here. Right. And I, that happens a lot. You know, um, the reason why all of this came to be for me, um, and this part I didn't put in the agenda, but I am going to say it now is because we had a discussion with a friend who was questioning if she should reach out to a former friend who she no longer speaks to, to give condolences, um, on the passing of a family member of this former friend. And I felt that a, unless you're ready to open up a door, then don't do it. And Mm. B, I, I just, I feel that way. Unless okay. you're ready to open up a door, don't do it. And B, unless it's going to be sincere. Unless Correct. you're really going to mean it. Right. Because this is right. where my struggle comes in. You know, this is where my struggle comes in. Like when I, I was so reflective in all these days, especially with this prayer that I was like, did I really mean this prayer? Did I really mean those words? Do I really mean the acceptance piece? Like, am I understanding this for what it's supposed to be all these years? Or have I just been using it as a lo- an outlet for me to gather myself, regroup, wusa, calm myself down, you know, because of a triggering moment. I think it's pretty sad that I've leaned into a, a, a prayer for that instead of truly understanding it for what it is. I don't think it's sad. I don't no. think it's sad. I think it ha- it's a little bit of both. I use prayer to help calm me down. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you're getting back into your faith. I am. And so I don't think it's, I think when you are feeling like that, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy. And it, for me personally, when I'm feeling something like that, I, I, I have a genuine, I don't even like say like a prayer prayer. Cause I'm, I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm my family and me are like more spiritual type people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't, and my I used to go to church with my mom and she used to just run through the prayers. Like I'm, I'm uh-huh. like, I don't even, and I went to Catholic school and I don't even know the prayers like this. It just, and she just knows it. But I 
when I'm feeling something like that, I usually just literally have a conversation with the Lord. Like, Hey mm-hmm. God, like this is how I'm feeling mm-hmm. this. And I, and I journal also, but I don't think it's wrong for you to use that when you're feeling, when you, when you need it, mm-hmm. that's why the prayer is there because it's there when you need it. Mm-hmm. And however you use it is for your personal, it's you, it's for your personal, it's for you personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do think it's true. I think if you get a better understanding of the prayer, you will get a better sense and it will get you back into that feeling of why you chose that prayer in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. If you're feeling negativity and this prayer helps you calm you down and center you, mm-hmm. I think you use it. But I think if you get a better understanding, you, it might make you feel a little bit better about saying the prayer. True that. So I have a deeper question for you. Um, being that you have heard that prayer before, have you ever turned to it? Have you ever quite like um, embraced its meaning at all? No, I've heard it before, but I've never used it because like I said, I don't know that many prayers. Okay. okay. So I've heard of it. Like I've seen it in like people like in scripture or I've seen it. People post it a lot on Instagram or, Mm -hmm. or they all they'll use aspects of it and put it like in a tweet or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've heard of it, but I haven't used it. I wanted to bring this up with this topic of conversation and how it's relevant to people like the baby or to people like Rodney Figueroa, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if in those moments where they did a huge fuck up, um, they turned to a prayer like that. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to, t- to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And Probably. I want to be fair on that. And I want to be fair on that because the same way I can sit here and say, oh, fuck, I realize I've probably only gone to it in a shady, you know, angle and in, in a shady point of view. You know, maybe there are those people who have turned to it in a way to kind of find solace in their fuck ups, in a way to, to, to just be, to come to terms with themselves. You know, fuck, I, I fucked this up. Like, you know, I don't need no one else forgiveness, or maybe I do, or maybe I got to issue a statement or not. Um, but here's my prayer. This is the prayer I'm going to say to myself so I can feel better, you know, f- with myself because Correct. there was a fuck up. You yes. Know I mean? You know what I mean? I had to just bring this up. It just aligned so well for me um, in my mind of how I really wanted to be reflective with this prayer and how I to your point, you know, we say all these affirmations to ourselves. Well, at least I hope all of you guys are, because you know, guys, I'm really big on this whole affirmation things to oneself with the self-love piece. Um, but it goes back to the whole point of, am I truly accepting that? Am I truly embracing it? Mm-hmm. Am I truly growing with that? Am I, am I truly accepting all these changes that are happening in life in general, whether it is to me personally or whether it is to the whole world that I just have to adjust to it, right? right. Are we really doing that? Do we know how to do that? Are, are we learning how to find that courage from within deep ourselves? You know what I mean? It's scary. It's scary as shit. And here we are fucking 37 years old. And we're trying to still figure this out. And I keep telling everybody like, and I, and I keep saying like, when are we f- going to find, like, when are we going to get it together? When are we going to figure this shit out? And I don't think like we're ever really going to know completely. We may right. get a better understanding as we get older, but yeah. I don't think we're going to completely understand. We may know better things about ourselves from experiences. Right. Um, but are we ever really going to grasp it? Do you want to always, do you want to grasp it though completely? 
Ooh, grasp. Ooh, grasp. I like that word. Right? Do you want to? Do you want to fully like, or do you want to give yourself room to understand this stage of what it is to move on to the next stage of what it is and what it could be? Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Do you think there's a difference between learning something and then retaining it, retention? Yes, because... (laughs) She's laughing. (laughs) Yes, because... I can learn a whole bunch of things, but am I retaining it? Is it sticking? Did you process it? Did I process it? Not always. I, you know, we also have selective hearing. We also have selective learning. So we only, sometimes we only learn what we think applies to what we are doing in the situation or at the time. Oh, Jay just read something off of filth. Maybe me. (laughs) No, no, no. But I say that out loud because in true Jade fashion, that is me too. But it's true, right? But you're 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 speaking truth here. You're yes. you're you're speaking fucking truth. And it's honestly, we can't get any more raw than this. This is exactly what if any if at any point anybody questioned what are the type of reflective conversations you should be having with oneself, especially in your mid-30s, regardless of marital status, whether you have children, whether you don't, whether you have a job or not. These are the type of questions you should be asking in your mid-30s. These, yes. these are it. These are the type of reflective questions you should be sitting there and asking yourself, okay, with a prayer or two. You should. You I should. Think so. Why not? Why not? Okay. We're going to lead into the second segment because it's relevant to what oh. we're talking about. All right. Okay? All right. So God grant me the serenity we need right now <laughs> on a double or nothing. <laughs> and the wisdom, Lord, and the wisdom. I need the wisdom. I'm liking it. All right. And the double or nothing segment, this is when we get, you know, we keep it all the way wrong. Um, I want to discuss grudges and second chances. I actually hung out with a few friends this weekend and I told one of them, we were talking about it. I said, it's so funny. The person that I want, I was going to talk to this weekend, I'm going to record with, we're going to discuss this and, um, grudges versus second chances. So I want to just put this out there because definitely the listeners can go to this episode of yours that you had a previous one. Yes. There was a little bit of a reconciliation. Can you detail that one a little bit just to give them, just to give them a quick dose so they know which episode it is and they should go listen to it. Oh yes. I am completely, let me actually look it up, but it is called conversations with an old flame part Mm -hmm. one and part two. Mm -hmm. Um, You think I would know the number. Give me two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) But that is the name where I is episode 85 and 86. There we go. A conversation with old flame where we recap uh, our, how we first met. Mm -hmm. So what happened was, is I was dating. Well, I guess I was dating a guy. Um, He and I both went to the same college. We found each other on social media, on Instagram and we started talking through Instagram mm-hmm. and he, we know we slid into his DMS. We started talking long mm-hmm. story short. We went on a first date down to DC and we became just like friends. We just, you know, went on a couple of dates. It wasn't until we went to Vegas together where things kind of elevated into like, well, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've been on a few dates. Now we're in Vegas And we had two different, um, experiences in Vegas Mm -hmm. where it was like, where I was like, well, did you bring me to Vegas so we can have sex? Or did you bring me, he and I became friends with benefits because we both realized that though we like each other, um, we are not like exactly compatible. Okay. 
romantically, but we have like our sex life is really good. We have a good sexual chemistry uh, and we're good as friends, but romantically we don't have that. Mm -hmm. However, I'm very territorial. And so even though we are just friends with benefits, uh, I don't want you like low key hitting on my friends. He said he wasn't. So anyway, we get into this conversation of like, he, he, my friend started a podcast, Holly, shout out to Holly. And he started following her and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's fine because he's a music type podcast. She's a music type podcast. It makes sense that they connect. Mm -hmm. However, he was like, according to her, he was like liking all her pictures, like sending her fire emojis every time she posted a story. And I'm like, that's not how you net like connect or network. Like, you know what I mean? So I was getting upset about that. I, I just don't think in a professional stance, if that's how you wanted to connect with that person, because you both have similar type podcast interests, like mm-hmm. that's not how you connect. And granted, he, of course, he's attracted to her because she's beautiful mm-hmm. and physically that's her type. But I'm like, the whole point was like, it was your birthday. You only sent me like, you don't even acknowledge like the fact that I hit you up for your birthday or whatever, but you're having full blown conversations with my friend that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. That was one. Number two, you just celebrated your one hundredth, your one your one hundredth anniversary of your podcast, like one hundred episodes. And like I was with you when you said you were going to think about starting a podcast. So I've seen you work it from the ground up, and then you asked my friend to be in a podcast episode. Wait, you had not been on the podcast? No, in a hundred episodes. That's right. So I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. Hey, hey, guys, I wanted to remind you guys that if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast or you have a podcast and it just needs a little bit of help, we have the solution for you. Today's show is brought to you by Idea to Launch Academy, the only multicultural podcast academy that to date has helped launch over 500 podcasts. I mean, anyone can launch a podcast. You can Google how to start a podcast and publish it. And then, yeah, who's going to listen? (laughs) Carlo Omeris, the CEO and founder of Idea to Launch, has put together a course that will help you take your podcast from idea to launch in just 30 days with her proven five-phase formula that helped her reach over 100 thousand downloads in less than a year also when you are part of the course you become a part of a community of podcasters i'm one of them use the link in our show description to enroll in the launcher podcast in 30 days 2.0 let them know that double dose of raw talk sent you and get the instagram 101 crash course for free enrollment is open I'm like, so it was a whole thing. I'm like, I think you're hitting on my friend. I think that's fucked up. I'm like, if you want to connect with, connect with her professionally, I could have been the one to be like, hey, you, I think you two are similar in podcasts. I think you two should connect. And then from there, you guys can do whatever you want to do. But like, that's my friend. And nah, then you're my friend. Now nah, he, he owes the, he owes the apology too. <laughs> right. So, but he felt like what he was doing wasn't wrong. Long story short, we out I sent him like voice messages on Instagram like going off and you needed the serenity prayer at that moment yes and he he's not about that he was still and I hate when I send the voice messages Mm -hmm. and then you hit me back with these long ass fucking text messages I'm like bro just hit me back with a voice anyway long story short 
Um, he and I didn't talk for like almost a year, almost out the whole pandemic. Wow. And I was fully accepting the fact that we are no longer friends on a professional level, on a romantic level, like nothing. I think nothing. you disrespect right. nothing, zero. So we unfiled each other on all social media. I still had his number. Cause I mean, like who doesn't delete numbers right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier this year, he, I don't know if he started hitting me up or like something happened, but the door opened for us to communicate mm-hmm. and he started like texting me again and I'm texting him back. And he had just broken up with his girlfriend or he was having issues with the girlfriend. And I think that's why he was hitting me up personally. That's why I think could have been, right? It could have been anyway. So I'm like, okay, let me just, we had a bad falling out, but like, it's been like a year already. Is, was it really that deep? Maybe I could have overreacted. Maybe he didn't handle the situation the best way. We're both at right. fault here. And I was like, listen, he wants to come and hang out. He wants to come up and hang out in my, in my apartment. Cause I just got a new apartment. So he wants to come up and I'm like, all right, you want to come up and do what? Because I know what it could lead into Yeah, us hanging out. Especially so he's if like, there was a little bit of a benefit before. Right. Exactly. So I'm like, well, if you come up, he's like, yeah, we could do like a podcast episode. I'm like, okay. If we do a podcast episode, it needs to be in a grants that I'm now going to be on your podcast. Cause this is why we got into the fight in the first place mainly. So he came up and we chatted and he was like, well, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, we're going to talk about exactly what the fuck happened between you and I, because there's some misunderstandings. Wait, you didn't give him an agenda. He no <laughs> agenda. He was like, what do you want to talk about? He's like, I'm down to talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's exactly what he said. I'm like, well, we're going to talk about you and I. PSA, PSA to any of my exes who are listening, I will not be giving you an agenda. Beware. (laughs) I was was like, no, we're going to talk about you and I, because this is because I've spoke about it briefly on my podcast that you and I had a falling out and we stopped talking. It's only if I have listeners who's been listening for a long time, it's conducive to the story to find out, get some closure on that situation. So it made sense in like a podcast sense, because this is an open diary type podcast that I have, right? Like an right, audio. Right. Di- so like, let's finish the story. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ended so up having was- him. And he was game. First of all, I happen to like the episodes very, very much. Oh, he was 100% game. Yeah, he, he was bo- game. I felt that. He yeah. was literally like, whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk yeah. about. Yeah. And so that's pretty much how we end up doing it. He kind of hit me up a little bit just to say, hey, how you doing? He was also like on this like reconciliation tour, I'd like yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But listen, so and, and this is relevant to the conversation. This is the part, right? Right. Um, to the letting go piece, right? To accepting the things you cannot change and the courage to change the things you can't, right? Mm-hmm. It, it goes relevant to that. It goes relevant to is an apology ever too late? Is there such thing as are we holding grudges or, uh, you know, where do we draw the line between holding a grudge or just accepting a situation for what it is? Or are we just giving away second chances here? It's like people seem to think that if you're not giving a second chance, a full second chance to someone, then you're holding a grudge. And I don't think that's necessarily true. No. I think to an extent, we are able to perhaps accept 
even if it is in a negative way, accept what something is and just keep it moving and never look back or never talk to that person again or just keeping a distance, right? Right. Now, and I, if you say that, mm-hmm. because some people say, oh, we're going to leave it in the past and they never fully leave it in the past. Oh, and then true. and then those they constantly people. bring it up. And it's okay, like, well, so I don't like those people. Those I hate that. I don't like those people. I feel that if you're going to forgive, I had I had an episode, a mini sort of the greatest verses ever, forgive or forget. Mm-hmm. If you're going to forgive and forget, you cannot bring up the past, right? And I feel like this is the other piece of when we talk about accepting and apologies, right? I feel like people sometimes think that when an apology is going to play itself out, that it requires to relive the moments and, you know, hash things out piece by piece. You know what I mean? To put this puzzle back together. I am actually the type of person who doesn't necessarily think that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I I don't. I actually, and I'm going to be honest, why? All the way fucking raw, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like to relive everything when there's an apology involved. I don't like to go piece by piece. When you issue your apology to me, it should be sincere. It should come from your heart. And I should be able to take in that apology to have addressed everything that went wrong. Right. But some people, so you're, you're accepting a blanket apology. I don't know if it's a blanket because that's why I need to see. I need to see the sincerity because if you and I had an argument, let's say, mm-hmm. and we've had, and it was a couple of things that led up to the falling out. Mm-hmm. What exactly am I apologizing for? Am I just apologizing just in general, like a blanket apology? Listen, I fucked up, yada, yada, yada. Or I apologize that I did this. Mm-hmm. I apologize that I said that. Mm-hmm. So you said you're okay with not we don't have to rehash, but I want to know exactly what you're apologizing for. Cause you this just say such an interesting conversation. I love that we're having this conversation. Yes. Because you could just be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. But all right. What no, no. Exactly- Those are not the apologies I take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, Hey, I'm sorry. You know, a, a year ago, you and I, you know, you and I had that thing and we mm-hmm. had that falling out, you know, I just want to let you know that I thought about it and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what exactly Mm-hmm. are you sorry about so and that's such a good open discussion and and I want it without incriminating anyone or saying no names I recently did reconcile with a friend who we had a falling out with mm-hmm. I did talk about this because I was so happy we did reconcile and I talked about this on a mini-sode and um shout out to Mel on this one because she opened up the conversation and she issued her apology for her actions and where she just was in general. She still didn't have to give me the details of it. Right. And I, quite frankly, in that moment, I think that was probably the second time in my life where I did not need to go back to every single step. Okay. And say like, well, you did this, or I felt this way or this. I actually didn't. The way she came to me so sincerely and I saw it and I felt it with such an apology, I felt like she held herself accountable for what her actions were. And that was, and that was so enough for me that I could accept that. I could accept that. I couldn't change anything that had already happened. I couldn't change the time that went by that we didn't talk, but it was so great to really feel that there was so much sincerity in an explanation. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it is for me because I feel like if we're coming to a term where we're meeting to accept an an, 
to get an apology and accept the apology and embrace it, I think in a sense, we do have to know, am I truly going back to the prayer? Am I truly going to accept this or not? Because I guess for me, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way and please share if you do, or am I still holding a grudge? Were you still holding a grudge? No. And that's what was so easy to be able to say this friendship is going to take a second chance. If you were still holding a grudge and she came with you with the apology, would you have have, had, I would not have even met her. Mm. I would not have even answered a text message. So what, what made you let go of that grudge? I think it's my, I think it's my recent abilities to accept the growing that I'm doing, accepting the growing because in another lifetime, I would have held on to grudge Mm -hmm. in another lifetime. I would have said, well, now fuck her. You know, like this shit just went left. Fuck her. But I've come to a place where it's like holding a grudge is not doing anything for me. It hurts you. Hurting me. It's keeping me angry. Now, granted, let me be very transparent on something. There are people that I know, and I said this in that mini-sode, and I will say it time and time again. There are people that I will never refriend again. And that's valid. Ever, because I just know it. I, mm-hmm. I've come to terms with that too. But that doesn't mean I'm holding any grudges. That just means I know you will never get a second chance from me. Okay. And that's okay too. Yes, that's absolutely. Okay too. You know, um, I'm at the point that I need to have the wisdom, uh, the abilities to start establishing the difference between holding grudges or really giving someone a second chance. Okay not bring up the past. Okay. Cause I don't like that. I don't like people bringing up the past. So I don't like people holding on to the past as a way to weaponize against as you. as a way to weaponize against you. Exactly. I don't, whether that's in any type of instance, I don't like that. If you, you're either going to trust this person again or not. Correct. Do Agreed. not go back to see what they up to. And then you'll be like, nah, I know this. I know how this is now. You know, like that's so hurtful to yourself. It's so unhealthy. You're truly not accepting. You're truly not. Now, I will say this and I will acknowledge this, right? Because sometimes an apology should suffice. Mm -hmm. But then there are people who need to go through the steps. There are people who need to go through what happened, what occurred. I found your episode with your old flame so brave. It was so brave to go through that. I had a reconciliation with with, with an ex. I remember, yeah, I remember Another moment that was so huge to me because... I was so adamant of never forgiving him. I was so adamant of never talking to him again. But to hear him say, I need your forgiveness because you matter that much to me. And I'm here like, nah, bro, you just need Jesus forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the Lord for your forgiveness. Ask not God, me. Not me. <laughs> he was like, no, I need your forgiveness. I had to, in that moment say, well, why does he need mine? Mm-hmm. And that was so relevant in that conversation because while I say I don't like to go step by step, and okay, so I'm gonna okay, here goes raw moment. Damn, Jade, shit. See, raw moment. Ready, ready. This mm-hmm. is how I know I don't like to go step by step by what went wrong because when he said to me, "Explain to me what I did wrong to you," because I'm here to apologize, but I need to understand what I did wrong. All of it, step by step. And I said, okay, because he knew what, what was the falling out. Right. But he also knew that my anger was deep. It was more than just that one moment. 
how your question just went. Yes. It was more than just one that one moment. And bitch, I went through this, this, this. Yeah, yeah. I gave some circa 2000 something. This, this, this. (laughs) I listed them. And you know why I don't like to go through them? Because I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Y'all know I'm a G. Y'all know I'm a G. But my ass was crying. I was crying. it's a lot of built up hurt you had yes and I told that person I said you were supposed to be on my side you were always supposed to be my friend regardless of our history and you were supposed to be my protector I always went to you as a friend as a protector that I always knew I could count on you no matter what and you were supposed to be that person and you weren't that's where you failed me and that's why I had to realize that it wasn't that I wasn't talking to him because I truly couldn't forgive him. It wasn't that I wasn't talking to him because I just was not accepting. I was holding on to a grudge and right. I was not letting it go. And it was keeping me angry whenever it came to him. Wow. And it's a fucking scary thought. And honestly, if I may say so, and I'm going to shout it out right now, episode 85 and 86 is what definitely inspired me to, to accept, to go talk to him. Oh, it did. It did. It's hard. It's hard to have that conversation with the ex flame, especially when you feel like you've been burned that bad and you don't want to relive that feeling because it probably hurts so bad that it's talking about it again, brings up all the feelings. Now I'm all mad all over again. Yeah. And like, is it going to be easy for you? Is it going to be easy for me or you to accept what you're saying? Because now you just brought it back all over again. So now I have to relive all this shit. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? I have a question for you. Yes. Now that you've lived through this experience um, and, and I'm going to get a little deeper. Obviously, we know when it comes to family, it's a little different. Um, and I don't know if you've ever had a falling out with family. I definitely have. I am still very much fallen off from certain family members. Right. I'm probably not going into detail about that. Um, but what would be your piece of advice in general to the whole concept of grudges and second chances when it comes to family? This is a good question. So, well, uh, in true Jade fashion, in true Jade fashion. So (laughs) if I guess I'm being completely honest, Mm -hmm. luckily, I shouldn't even say luckily. Well, let's say luckily. Yes. I haven't had any real falling out with family. Mm -hmm. However, there was a time where my stepfather and I were not in a really good place. And this was right with the time where I had to move out. Like it was really, really bad. Wow. And um, because I struggle with this, like giving too much detail sometimes. But in general, we were having family issues inside the household. Things were happening, transpiring with him. Um, it could have been his mental health. The household just wasn't good. There was mm-hmm. fighting amongst, you know, the family. My mother was caught in the middle between her children and her husband. Um, It was just a lot. Like it was just not happy. And I was, and I was forced to leave in a sense of like, I need to get the fuck out of here because if I don't like, I didn't like coming home. I would go to the mall. If I had the day off, I would lock myself in my room. My brother would never be home. Like it was just a, not a happy place. And from a lot of it, from my perspective, It was a lot of him. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of my stepdad. And I felt bad for my mom in the sense of like, she felt like torn between her kids and her husband. Um, So we had a falling out in a sense of like, 
I was only talking to you in a sense for my mother. Because it's, I knew it's, it's a raw moment. Like I was only cordial with you because of my mom. Mm-hmm. If my mother wasn't here, which is crazy to say, because my mother passed four years ago, um, then I you and I wouldn't that. have any type of con- like communication. Like there's no reason for me to speak to you because so once my mom passed, it was that when I'm like, well, Jade, you can either never talk to them ever again, mm-hmm. or you could be like, you know what? This situation with my mom passing is bigger than the both of us. Mm-hmm. We both lost the woman in our lives. The right. one, why, why it doesn't make sense for me to be like, yeah, I'm cutting you off now. And it's, and it took a lot because my mother was like, listen, all you guys have is each other. Doesn't matter how you feel about each other. At the end of the day, all you have is each other. Hmm. So as far as family members goes, I think it's up to you personally. Mm -hmm. I don't have any good advice because it took the passing of my mom to finally be like, and I saw how bad he was hurting and we were all hurting and we all grieved separately, which is not good, but we all grieved separately and how, it, how badly affected him. I know how much he loved my mother and it was a sudden passing. Like she was here today and gone a few hours later. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to accept the fact that like, this was the man that my mother loved. He's also my brother's f- father. Mm-hmm. I love my brother too. Like, I just think it's personal. It's, I think it's, you have to assess the situation. What works best for you personally? Mm -hmm. Um, You can cut people off. Cause I know, like, I know this is kind of funny. Uh, My, uh, my brother's girlfriend is Colombian and they always (laughs) joke about how like Colombians could like not talk to each other for like 14, 15 years over something. Ecuadorian. We're right next door to Colombia. (laughs) (laughs) Like something so small and like, 15 years later you're like well what were we fighting about like why did we stop talking again shout out to my Colombians. (laughs) oh my light just went out but i just think (laughs) i just think it's personal i think you assess the situation how does it feel to you in the moment Mm -hmm. and if you're not ready to forgive or right now Mm -hmm. then the other person should accept the fact that you're not ready for that Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I appreciate your very transparent moment on that because I think too often people think, oh, but it's family, just give a pass. Oh, it's family, just forget it all. But the truth is, you also have to equally be ready with that. You have to be able to, when you're thinking about it, to truly assess it and reassess time and time again, over and over again, because it is family, because mm-hmm. there is a certain level of relationship there right? That it's, it's way harder to just break away from a former lover or from a former friend. You know what I mean? So I do think it takes a lot of reevaluating and reassessing. And I think that's a very raw and transparent piece of advice you're giving to see if if it's something that does fit you to be able to accept and be able to move on from and be able to embrace again and to give that second chance, or at least to no longer hold a grudge, but not necessarily open that door anymore. Right. Cause I, cause I think holding grudges, I don't know about you, but for me, like holding on to a grudge, it literally, I have physical pain from that. Like I probably can't eat. My stomach is in knots. You, the stress comes out in, in your physical, like you, your hair, your skin, 
all that stuff. So for me personally, holding on to a grudge, sometimes I feel good when I hold on to grudges because you feel powerful. Like, yeah, motherfucker, like, no, but seriously, sometimes somebody has wronged you and you hold that grudge and you feel like, you feel like above that person, like, fuck you, hell no, whatever you say, you can't hurt me. But like, what does that do to at your expense of your health and your mental health? Mm-hmm. You know, Jade came here to like, <laughs> in, in true Jade fashion. Um, <laughs> I, you know, what's making me reflect right now. <sighs> Sometimes holding on to a grudge makes you feel a little bit powerful. I'm not going to lie. I, I do feel some powerful. And I feel I, like yeah, a low key yeah. powerful when I hold on to a grudge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been me. You know, yes. I'm, I'm having that moment right now. This is an aha moment. I've definitely felt powerful. I've de- Hence why the serenity prayer has always been so shady to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is why, because uh, unfortunately, um, for, for me, it has not always been so easy to just say, nah, I'm not going to be angry at them no more. It has not always been easy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a character trait. I don't know if that's just my personality. I don't know if that's just because I'm a Scorpio and all the stigma around a Scorpio, oh, you know? Oh, Scorpio. Yeah, so, I you know, know about like, them Scorpio. I, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. You know, I've always been very scissor happy to cut people off. Always, always. And I've tried to grow from that. And I've tried to be, I've tried to give more chances before I just, you know. That's interesting. Because sometimes I think holding grudges also builds up that wall of defense that like, God forbid that person tries something again, they can't hurt you because you built up that wall of anger or resentment towards that person that like, whatever, if they even try again, it won't hurt as bad because you already have that, 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 that wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's because it's you letting go of the grudge is you lowering the wall, letting go of that wall that you've had towards that person and then allowing them to come in. So holding on to a grudge can also be a defense mechanism. Oh, I'm going to add to that. And I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. Yo, oh my God. Do you think that the defense mechanism that this falls into could it be because you don't want to know what's going to happen next if you give them that opportunity? It could be. And I say this okay. as an example, and it's not like a family member kind of example. I'm going to be real like cheeky. Yeah. So I used to work in a department where it was like very clicky and very shady, right? Okay. Okay. And, and girls could be very fucking clicky and shady. Say that one more time for the people in the back. Girls could be very clicky and shady. Yup. And it was like, I had a beef. I had a couple beefs with a couple girls, mm-hmm. but I end up letting that go. One of my good friends. And I say this before I jump into that. She and I didn't speak for almost two years over a guy. <gasps> I've said this on a podcast before. I know, she and I were sleeping. Fir- but this is the first time we hear something like this on Double Dose of Raw Talk. Oh, oh my God. So me and my coworker were sleeping with the same guy. It was three of us sleeping with the same coworker. Y'all, y'all need to go catch up to in true Jade fashion. This is I the type to- of raw talk that Jade is bringing here. I did not think she was going to release this information, but welcome to, to talk about second chances. Girl, <laughs> talk about fucking second chances. And I'm glad I did because I love her so much. And I've said such horrible things to her. So we were sleeping with the same guy. He was both. We were all working in the same department. She was always like, girl, you should go for him. You should go for him. You should go for him. And I'm like, girl, I'm not going to go for him. That's crazy. 
anyway, long story short, I guess because she kept telling me I should go for him, I started looking at him differently. Mm-hmm. And then me in true Jade fashion back in the day, if I liked you and I wanted to sleep with you, I would let you know. Like, oh, I'd be like, listen, yeah. I'm straight up like, listen, I think you're attractive and I want to have sex with you. Like, I want to sleep with you. Do you think like, just like that? It depends on who the guy is. Okay. If, if, I was just wondering. I thought my mouth is filthy. I just wanted to know. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, it, because I've known him, because he and I were friends. This is how uh-huh. I hook up with everybody. We always started as friends. <laughs> and this, this is the problem. So he and I were co-worker friends, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, he, I invited him to my birthday party. We were literally just friends. And by her kept telling me, you should hook up with, you should hook up with him. I'm like, it got in your mind. It got in my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I should hook up with him. Just and then on. after a while, I started looking at him. I'm like, damn he looked good exactly so one day I remember I remember I was like in the elevator with him we were going to a job to a patient and I'm like listen I don't know about you but like I like you and so I was like listen I like you and like I you know I want to sleep with you I want to like yes I'm like listen I want to hook up with you so I was sleeping with him Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden my good friend shout out to my good friend she knows who she is accidentally revealed that she that that girl that was telling me to sleep with him was also sleeping with him Damn. but she didn't know I was sleeping with the, the dude so she was just telling me tea not knowing that I was also sleeping with him girl we both ended up finding out that we were sleeping with him and it was war like war over him girl it was crazy texting each other I was the most hurtful shit I came from her motherhood which I never should have done. Oh, you went brutal. That was savage. We, I went for her motherhood because she was sending me pictures of like the condoms that they just fucked with. Girl. Oh, y'all went in in. Oh, we were going in. That's some wife side woman type shit. And mind you, we were working in the same department. So I would have to see her and see him. And we're all seeing each other. We didn't talk for almost over two years. And then finally... I, I finally let him go because I'm like, he's not even worth this shit. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, of course, she was still into him. So she and I couldn't get back to being friends because she was still dealing with him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until she let go of him and I let go of the mm-hmm. fact of all and she let go of the stuff that I said to her. And I let go of all the bullshit that we were finally like, girl, can't believe we was fighting over a man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you believe we didn't talk for almost two, like two fucking years over this dude? Mm-hmm. And but, it, now, but in the defense, right? To the point of defense mechanism. Oh, I was holding the grudge because I'm like, if she said some shit to me, bitch, I got the arsenal. You would have, exactly. Exactly. And that, I but, got the arsenal. But it takes so much to know that. It takes some, because y'all would have just kept going even after the fact. Yeah, we could have both been done with him. But if I would have held that grudge, even if she, she anything she would have said, a side eye look, a sigh, a he comment, was pop off. I was go, I was ready to pop off. Yeah, yeah. So for the record, uh, Jane is not the only one who's done that type of stupidity. Add me <laughs> to the list. I have, I have engaged in that type of stupidity. But you know what? We live and we learn. And, and for the record, I love stupid. her and I love her daughter. <laughs> I love her daughter. I love her daughter. And that is what you call, ladies and gentlemen, growth. Okay. Yes. That is what we call growth. And let's yes. just let's just stop them fingers for Jade and this friend of hers. I am Thank happy you. to hear you guys have today's her birthday. Happy <gasps> birthday, friends. Happy I have to text birthday. her right now. Yes. 
happy Holy birthday. Shit. See, this is a beautiful thing. I like to hear this and and I appreciate again even the transparency on that because to, to say the least, sometimes the holding of the grudge can be a defense mechanism. And sometimes Agreed. it is to try and hold yourself back from doing anything more stupid or saying anything more hurtful or just to continue in, in that right. mess. Um, so I want I want to definitely find the balance in that too. Um, uh, I don't know if many of us are willing to accept that sometimes it's a grudge who helps us stay controlled a little bit. Sometimes, sometimes you go. Sometimes it takes a lot of courage. Bringing back the serenity prayer, it takes a lot of courage at that point to to be so self aware in that instance. And you know what? If I could give a little piece of advice, although I'm totally going to be raw with this and admit that I am not necessarily practicing this with anybody who I'm holding a grudge with, but I'm going to give this piece of advice, especially when it comes to family. if you do feel that the grudge has taken over your life so much, or if people tell you that a grudge has taken over your life so much, then at that point, it's a matter, it's a matter of having to go down the line and down the list of the things that have led you to that grudge and, and addressing them. So you're saying that outside people have noticed that it's taken effect of your life? Outside people will bring that to you to your awareness. Mm. remember how you said like you're someone who you're able to hold on to a girl sometimes that makes you feel powerful right but then sometimes it can make you sick and people can see that yes yes. you know I wish it would make me sick and people could see that it does not um (laughs) but there are people who it does and you see it sometimes when something is so triggering and and they'll either start crying or they get just so angry or if I'm going to be honest with you, there's people that I know that the moment they start drinking and they're really, really emotional when they drink, they bring mm-hmm. up those things. Yeah. Because it's something that is so underlying. It's there. It bothers them. It's, it's triggering. You know what I mean? And so I would recommend, uh, and again, I'll be lying to you if I say I'm practicing this. I'm not. I've just learned to let go of the grudge, but also just fully let go of the people. Mm, that I just you don't right right so I've come to terms with that but for anybody who just has allowed that grudge to take over so much that people are able to say you know I don't like you right now you know you're not mm-hmm. your, your energy's off you're not yes. a good person you know why are you like that why are you so negative like why are you making those facial expressions maybe at that point you need to really soul search Mm-hmm. And get deep within and re- what is it that I'm harboring what is it and and not that automatically I deserve a second chance but correct maybe the one that deserves a second chance at that moment is not the other person or the situation it's you yes how about them apples guys how about them apples? If I had a bomb sound effect <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna lie to y'all either. I ain't trying to get no sound effects. It's not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> all right. This was a dope conversation. I want to lead into the third segment, which is the last piece of the show. And this is the overdose where we go on a quick rant about something that pissed us off, or we just share a good dose on a good vibe on something we just want to share with the people. So, Ooh. Jade, would you like to go first? Oh. It could be anything of any kind, of anything at all. You know, it's just it's just a little overdose. Damn, did anything piss me off recently? Not read. Thank it's God. Like it's a good vibe. Cause I came in with a good vibe today. So I know we had a great vibe. I just yeah. want to say I had the most amazing weekend with my family, literally with my grandparents. And then I cooked dinner on my in my apartment. I cooked mm. arroz con gandules and steak. Okay. I, I made vegan cookies. You know, I'm just like 
it made me feel so good. To, that's that's what makes Jade happy. Yes. I am family oriented. That's when I'm my best, most authentic. Not that I'm not, not authentic on the mic. I'm probably more open on the mic. Mm-hmm. However, I'm at peace mm. when I'm with my family. Mm. I'm happy when I'm with them. They make me feel amazing. And even though, you know, and my stepdad was over, I cooked dinner for him. Our relationship continues to build. And what I like about it is that like, now that my mother has passed, like he is able to tell me why he was doing what he was doing, why he was acting the way he was acting and trying to give me a better understanding. Cause maybe as children, we don't understand why our parents are acting a certain way. Mm -hmm. He grew up in the hood. He grew up, you know, he grew up hood, hood, pretty different from, from what you're used to. Right. So his, his, he he probably wasn't doing it the best way, but his way of teaching us was very kind of hard. And like, so, I mean, I don't always agree with how he went about it, but I do have a better understanding from his perspective, why he was acting the way he was acting. Right. And so I was able to accept that, that that was his truth except my truth and how I felt in reaction to what you were doing. Mm-hmm. He was apologetic. I was apologetic. We move on. Mm, 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 with a whole word there, Jada. <laughs> no, she came in on a good vibe on this overdose. Let me I'm trying. I'm, go- I'm going through some shit. So this is. This but it's is- beautiful. It's beautiful. You know what? We're both going through shit. A lot of people are going through shit, but it's beautiful when we're still able to figure out what works for us and figure out how to find that happiness and that peace. And it's so funny, right? This is what I like to call alignment, guys. When I give an agenda, I never say what the raw mess of the week is going to be. And I never say what the overdose is going to be. Those are the two pieces that are always a surprise for my guests, right? Okay. Yes. I was coming to talk about this past weekend in which I was able to hang out with two friends that always bring me peace. And it was a whole vibe and it was energy that I needed. Shout out to Rumi, who has been a guest on the show twice. My dear friend for God knows how long and shout out to Captain Kim from the Everybody Relax podcast, who I have a great friendship with. Y'all, between their rooftops, their very humbled rooftops, the sun, the the little rain that, that I got hit with, the, the just just... <laughs> It was just the environment, the music, the hookah, the drinks. Shout out to Summertime Watermelon Ciroc. Okay. Hey. I got hungover two days in a row, but that's okay. Like Sponsor this podcast. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, it was all the talks that I needed. It was all the good laughs that I needed. It was the all the vibe that I needed. Why? Because to your point, and I've shared a little bit here, I've been going through shit, through transitions, through changes, trying to figure out the whole balance overall. And I knew what I needed. I knew what I needed to just have that cherry on top real quick of what will fulfill three consecutive days off. And it was to be surrounded by people that bring me laughter, by people that bring me joy and peace and be able to have a good time. So I feel you 1000% on that. Y'all, a quick overdose on you guys who are listening. If and ever you are in doubt, think about who are those people that bring you that much joy and just Mm -hmm. go have coffee or a drink. Just have a conversation with them. Fuck the texting at that moment. You need to just say hello. Here's someone's voice. Call them. Can we normalize calling on the phone again? Can we normalize that? that? Let's have that conversation. To Jade's point, sometimes a nice voice note. You know why it's nice? Because you get to hear someone's voice. 
sometimes, mm-hmm. the, sometimes the voice note does matter. Like I can ask anybody who I be sending voice notes half the time I'm laughing. Have to have on a voice note because I'm gonna tell you some dumb shit I did, something funny I just saw. I just saw. Oh, I got some tea, bitch. Like I don't know. Like, but I, but I I feel like who can use a good laugh? Who can I mm-hmm. use a funny moment of any small gesture? Sometimes you guys need that. Sometimes it's good to give that to others. Pay it forward, right? Yes, pay it forward. Pay it forward, guys. All right. So we've come to the end of the show. We're closing out, Jade. I'm so happy you came on this platform. I am blessed that you even asked me to come on the podcast. And like, in true J fashion, I could keep going, but I, we, we're on a, we're all, we're on a little time constraint here. I get it. Yeah, I got it. I actually am going to go prep my lunch. Shout out to my personal trainer. I am starting tomorrow all over again. Well, by the time you guys listen, I would have had two sessions in at six o'clock in the morning. So yeah. Congratulations. Yes. I need to start the training again. I I think I finally got a good handle of the schedule, the new job, the new hours, um, balancing potting, balancing, you know, I got a journal on the way, the the second series of my journal, right? Yes. Like, and and my career, you know, I'm going to bring my son back. uh, The countdown's now to 11 days. I have to go get him, you know? So, so momhood is back in like face to face now. Um, It's not virtual no more. (laughs) So (laughs) that was fucked up. But um, um, shout out to his dad for holding it down. Honestly, shout shout out to his dad. Um, But, you know, I'm just, honestly, it's just, I feel like I see the the light at the end of the the tunnel. I do feel like. That's good. I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm in a transition. Yes. Maybe yes. soon. It, it's, it, it's, it's scary. It's difficult. Well, girl, you know, I'm here. Double the support so, talk is always here. So God give me the wisdom. <laughs> God, God grant me the serenity. Please. I'm going to send you the screenshot I just took of the prayer. That's going to be my gift to you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you guys. This has been amazing. Please. Um, Do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you? Yes. Please. My. Ins- Find me on Instagram in true Jade fashion. One word. I am on all platforms, all podcasting platforms, Apple music. You hear me? Apple music, Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeart, Google play in true Jade fashion. I drop every Wednesday and uh, stay tuned this week. I'm having a conversation with a photographer about him um, taking a leap of faith and, you know, working towards his dreams okay so this comes out on thursday so you guys have to go download intro j fashion it was yes. the most recent episode which would have dropped on wednesday the day before and Yay. go have a listen why the fuck not um this was a whole vibe here and remember episode 85 86 and there's probably another episode around that you guys are gonna want to get the tea on um but just catch up just download I- just just binge I don't know. What have you? Please. And if you want to hear, if you want to hear about the Jamaican, I know it's somewhere in them episodes in the early days. <laughs> it's in like early days wait, of the So do we also have so early days? There you go. She gives you a hint. Um, what about the co-worker drama? Um, that's all one episode. I think early days. Oh, early days. All like in the beginning of that. Like I'm on episode. This will be episode 91 coming okay, up this okay. week. Oh, oh, we're almost at 100. It gotta be. It's definitely in like the top. 
anywhere between one and 10. Okay. So that gives, that gives the listeners a good, a good dose there, but I still feel you should just download and just go binge. That's it. That's, that's, yes. that's the key here. That is the key. Well, thank you so much, Jade, for coming on the show. I am absolutely honored to have you here. Thank um, you for having as me. As I always tell people over and over again, the listeners, this is not the first nor the last time you will be here. Okay. Oh, um, hell yeah. All my guests come back. Why the fuck not? And please uh, be, I would love to have you on Intro Jade Fashion. Oh, you just tell me when and where and I'm there. Yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. And uh, once again, you guys already know this has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.